All right, we got the podcast up and going. We'll get the video going here in a moment. We're going to talk today about George Perry Floyd Jr., as the prosecution put it. Uh, a lot went on today in the closing arguments. The jury is still deliberating four hours after the closing arguments. And there's probably a lot that the mainstream media will not tell you. Um, I've done a 180 on this. If you would have asked me eight months ago, nine months ago, whatever it was that when this encounter took place, what I felt about the police and how I felt about George Floyd. And you can go back through the podcast and the archives of the uh, video, um, at least on YouTube. I didn't start rumbling until recently, but I was for, for crucifying the police. Uh, I think I told one person they should be shot. They should be... <clears throat> drawn and quartered or uh, wait no I said I think I said firing squad hanged drawn and quartered and then burned at the stake these four officers anyway uh, I, I do not feel like I don't feel that way anymore um, a lot of r rash decisions were made a lot of Things went on in the media. Body camera footage was not immediately available for some stupid reason. But <clears throat> if you look at some uh, more independent websites, like I'm watching right now on uh, Court TV. You might hear it in the background. We're awaiting the jury's decision uh, on these three counts. And the um, there, there's just a lot. There were a lot of lies today told by the prosecution. Um, I'll get into all that. But I feel like George Floyd is a drug addict who died of a drug overdose in police custody. The amount of fentanyl in his system was three times that of what could cause an overdose. Uh, other police officers like Brandon Tatum have said that he was showing uh, what's called excited delirium. You can look that up. I'm not going to explain it because I have a million times already. Uh, let me light my ceremonial cigar while you guys listen to a little musical interlude and then I'll get into all this. All this mess. What's causing all this?
So the prosecution started out today by telling us George Perry Floyd's pardon George Perry Floyd's last full name. Uh, and it was a very emotional trial or emotional um, plea by the prosecution. They were playing to the emotions of the jury. That's how they started out. That's how they ended. They put some factoids in there, or at least their version of the facts. Uh, they said that, you know, George Floyd was crying out for his mama, his mother. Well, no, he wasn't. Uh, it seemed that way. We all felt sorry for Mr. Floyd when we saw the video the first time, the cell phone videos. As it turns out, Mama is his nickname for his girlfriend. In his cell phone, she's listed as Mama. This is the woman who he is sharing a, a quaalude, not quaalude, uh, with a fentanyl, an opioid, there we go, an opioid addiction with. She testified to that. Um, the prosecution said his last words were, I can't breathe. He was saying he couldn't breathe from the time the police officers stepped up. <laughs> they said that the prosecution played to this narrative that, oh, they were just, the police were just called there for a $20 bill. No, they were called there because he was bullying the store clerk over the $20 bill which is allegedly counterfeit. Uh, he was, according to the clerk, slurring his words, uh, you know. But the officers technically responded to a call uh, of a large black male, large male, six, over six feet tall, or uh, causing trouble. The store clerk called for help. The police had to answer that call. At one point, Chauvin was called to the scene, and then another pair of officers who patrol that area were dispatched, and Chauvin was called off. Uh, it was given a high priority. Lights and sirens get there as fast as you can. That is not that does not sound like they're calling in regard to a fake $20 bill. That sounds like they're calling for help. That somebody is acting erratic or they feel threatened. 
The suspect is still in the area. So they use the fake $20 bill narrative when that's only a part of the reason that the store clerk called. He called for other reasons. He felt he was in danger. The defense brought up that the word homicide is used on the death certificate. And they implied that that meant he was murdered. A medical examiner testified that homicide on a death certificate means that somebody died in the presence of someone else. In medical terms, it does not mean murder. Medical examiners do not determine murder. All right. <clears throat> the kneeling on the person to restrain them. It was referred to as maximum restraint technique. It's been used over 200 times by the Minneapolis police since 2016. Approximately six people have passed out in this position. The rest have been perfectly fine. So, <clears throat> the PD use of force exercise or expert that the defense brought in said Chauvin was using the correct amount of force. Prosecution said that Chauvin did this on purpose. You have crazy people like Maxine Waters who needs to be removed from the United States House of Representatives, in my opinion, out there trying to <clears throat> instigate people. Uh, you know, if we don't get first degree murder, uh, you know, we have to riot, we have to increase our activity, uh, things like that. That was brought up by the defense, actually. And that could lead to a mistrial in this case because the jurors have been exposed to that. And they have said that they fear for their safety. They fear riots if... <clears throat> Uh, they don't rule correctly. If their addresses and identities are leaked, they fear for their safety. But back to what the prosecution said. Prosecution said that Chauvin did this on purpose. Now, they, may, they meant Chauvin kneeled on George Floyd in this position on purpose, but what they're implying to the jury is he killed George Floyd on purpose. That's bullshit. He did not pull up to that scene. He did not wake up that morning saying, I'm going I'm to kill someone today, but that's what the, def the prosecution wants the jury to think. That's what they want you to think. The prosecution went on to say that, you know, this was ego-based uh, 
pride because the officers did not listen to the bystanders that were saying, let him up. Uh, they said that the defendant was trying to win. The prosecutor said that Derek Chauvin wanted to win, oh, win, uh, I guess, some kind of moral victory over the bystanders. Since when in the hell are the police supposed to take orders from bystanders? Uh, people observe, people are nosy, all right? People walk up and, oh, they see police, like, oh, what's going on over there? You know, they hear a fire siren going off. They hear the fire engines pull up. They, you know, see the fire engines, uh, police cars, whatever. People get all nib-nosy and have to go see what's going on. They have to get their cell phones out and start recording shit. Police and firemen do not have to listen to the orders of a crowd of bystanders. <laughs> and this is what the pros this is what the prosecution wants the jury to convict George Floyd or Jarek Chauvin on. The opinions of bystanders. Bystanders that said I, I, one of them said that they wanted to kick the police officers' butts. Um it's crazy. Uh they also said that when the initial officer, who was not George Floyd, or was not Derek Chauvin, the uh, officer walked up with gun drawn, and they showed a still picture of the video of the officer pointing a gun in George Floyd's face. When you watch the full video before George Floyd was taken out of his personal vehicle, which is actually smaller than the police cruiser. The officer tapped on the window with a flashlight and George Floyd will not put his hands out where the officer can see them. He immediately goes into this panic mode. Uh, what, what, what are we doing wrong? We ain't doing nothing. What's going on? With, and he starts just acting erratic, won't put his hands out for the officers to see. Now there's a, another video of the same George Floyd being arrested at a traffic stop years ago doing the same shenanigans. Won't show the officers his hands, won't cooperate, he's doing the I'm scared, I can't, I don't think he said I can't breathe a couple years ago, but he does this medical stuff and acts up so that he can try to get out of being arrested. But the officers did not walk up to the car with their guns drawn. They drew their guns when George Floyd started carrying on, acting erratic, refusing to show their hands, his hands. And there are plenty of videos you can see of cops getting shot by people that don't show their hands don't cooperate with police orders. So that officer had every right to draw his gun and George started carrying on, don't shoot me, I've been shot before, it hurts. The officer said, I'm not gonna shoot you, just cooperate, show me your hands. 
the police are probably being too lenient on him, frankly, for the first 16 minutes of this uh, incident that went on. Uh, you know, the defense said George Floyd is... <laughs> They're, they said that he is a big person. The squad car is not. He just couldn't bring himself to do it. That's what the defense or the prosecutors said as the excuse for George Floyd not cooperating when they had him at the police cruiser. He was too big to get in. He, the police cruiser was bigger than the SUV that the police took him out of. <laughs> and you can watch the video. There's plenty of room for him to get into the back of that squad car. But the defense said he just couldn't bring himself to do it. <coughs> or the prosecution shit fire. He just couldn't bring himself to do it. He was scared. He counted to three. Oh, I'm going to try to get in now, officers. Uh, the prosecution was just lying like a rug at this point. Lying their asses off. You know, Floyd was trying to... They said Floyd was trying to work up the courage to get in the back of the car. I'm going to count to three, the prosecutor said. Since when do suspects have the option of getting into a police car? Since when do you have that option? You've tried to pass a counterfeit bill. You're slurring your words like you're high. You're bullying the store clerk when he asks you to take back the $20 bill and give back the pack of cigs you bought. And now, getting in the police cruiser is optional. It's optional for suspects. You know, if, you, if you yell all y'all oxen free to a police officer, they have to let you go. It's in the Constitution. It's in the Bible, I think. It, Jesus said, when being arrested, yell Ollie Ollie Oxen free. And by the it's it's on the Ten Commandments Moses brought down from the hill, too. If you if you're being arrested, you yell Ollie Ollie Oxen free. They have to let you go. I mean, you can't argue with Moses and Jesus and the Ten Commandments, can you? I mean, I. What the heck? You know, I'm making about as much sense right now as the prosecution did today. Okay, their argument is ridiculous as what you just heard come out of my mouth. So I, my opinion is basically the Minneapolis PD coddled him too much uh, from the moment one when they tapped on the glass. Not saying they should have shot him. Not saying they should have, you know, been violent, but he could have, should have been tased, should have been handled with a lot more physicality by the officers 
in getting him into that cruiser. Chavez, there was tons of room in that police cruiser to, for him to get in. Shove him in there and slam the door. Witnesses testified that George Floyd kicked the officers while he, they were trying to get him in the car. When they put him in the prone position, which is laying basically on your stomach. And by the way, they put COVID patients in the prone position so they can breathe easier. A friend of mine just died of COVID and pneumonia. His sister would post on Facebook that he does, he did better breathing and so on when he was in the prone position. So don't tell me putting someone in the prone position is harmful. <clears throat> now, of course, my friend was not handcuffed, but still. And while George Floyd was on the ground, he kicked at the cops when they tried to put their hands on his legs to help restrain him. Wit a witness testified he kicked at the officer. He kicked the officer's hands away. as if he was going to get away. The prosecution said, we don't have to prove intent. And then Chauvin's attorney perked up when he heard this. Like I said, these jurors are in fear for their personal safety they're in fear of rioting. The prosecution, everything they did was emotional. It was an emotional plea because they know the facts are not on their side. But they too fear rioting, which is already taking place. The prosecution was emotional. They said that the police did not roll him over and start CPR. There was no regard for medical attention, which is not true. They did not perform CPR on him, even though Chauvin is CPR certified. They showed his CPR first aid certification card on us. They had a slide, a, a PowerPoint going during their um, presentation. But the thing is, an ambulance was called not once, but twice by the officers. The ambulance was called before George Floyd lost consciousness. A knee on the neck has been used hundreds of times. It's in the training manual. The prosecution wrapped up with saying you know shop they showed Chauvin's uh, CPR card they talked about his countless training and in services uh, as a police officer you know you get extra training sessions and in services they said that Chauvin knew better but he didn't do better 
That is an emotional plea. That is not a fact, factoid, factual, evidentiary. In this video, Derek, everyone agrees, all the experts agreed, George Floyd took his last breath at uh, the 8 minute 15 second point of the video. At that moment, the people that were gathered on the street corner started to come after the officers like they were going to physically attack the officers. Uh, Chauvin pulled out his pepper spray or his mace, whatever it is. Uh, there was a lady who walked up alongside from the back left side of Chauvin and startled him. <clears throat> Floyd was led up when the ambulance arrived at 9 minutes and 29 seconds of the video. So, he was deceased for approximately one minute. Unconscious, whatever you want to call it, about one minute. And in that minute, the police were getting ready to defend themselves now from the people that had gathered to be nosy, to stick their noses where it didn't belong on the sidewalk, and a woman approaching from behind the officers and you don't know what these people have you know uh, at the end of it all after the jury was given their instructions and sent back to deliberate the defense raised some objections uh, they said that the prosecution, see the defense presented its rebuttal to the prosecute, well, okay, both sides present their closing arguments. So I just gave you the prosecution's closing arguments. The defense then presented their closing arguments. Then for some reason the prosecution is allowed to re give a rebuttal of the defense's final arguments, but the defense is not allowed to defend itself against the rebuttal. During the rebuttal, the a second attorney for the state said that these are Halloween stories. Like, I think he was referring to stories from the movie Halloween you know how Michael Myers gets shot 42 million times in every film and gets back up and fights the town. <clears throat> he said that the prosecution said that the defense was shading the truth. The defense objected to all of these things. Um, the prosecution in their rebuttal said that the defense misrepresented stories. The prosecutor was uh, told by the judge to quit saying the word stories 
So then the prosecution changed the word stories to fabricated facts. These prosecutors are pieces of shit. Okay? Just my opinion of them. So the defense objected to all of these. The defense brought up the case of the state versus McDaniel uh, and that the prosecution is not allowed to belittle the defense and they the defense attorney for Derek Chauvin said that the prosecution committed prosecutorial misconduct and that could be grounds for a mistrial the defense asked for a mistrial because of Maxine's Maxine Waters comments that if this is not found guilty of murder in the first degree, she wants guilt. She said, I want guilty, guilty, guilty. And somebody in the crowd said, you mean you want him found guilty on all three charges? No, I want him found guilty of murder in the first. And if we don't get that, then we need to stay in the streets. We need to become more aggressive. <clears throat> the defense asked for a mistrial based on that. <clears throat> and there was a rumor that a juror may have contacted a major media outlet. I don't know if they were going to you know, set up some kind of uh, interview for after the trial. The judge said that he thoroughly, he talked to the media outlet and they talked to all of their affiliates and no juror had contacted a major media outlet. Now, as a, well, the way the media, we know the way the media works. They're not, they don't like to give up their sources. They have all these unnamed sources, remember? Uh, but they're not, I don't think they're going to tell the truth if there's a potential for them to get a first post-trial interview with a juror. Nonetheless, the judge said, no, we're not going to do that. There's another term you need to look up, and it's called a Blakely Notice. I haven't had time to look that up, and this video is getting long. This podcast is getting long. But look up Blakely Notice and Blakely Waiver. Um, in, in the description on YouTube and Rumble, there will be a, a website, Legal Insurrection. They've been following this and they've been critiquing it this trial. Um, and many, many times in the trial, the defense was able to get the prosecution's witnesses to say things that basically favored the defense. Uh, like Derek Chauvin had the right immediately to taser George Floyd but he chose a less, lesser 
uh, way of restraint. I know it doesn't seem that way when you hear kneeling on the neck, but it's something that's been used hundreds of times by this very police department and is in their training manual. And this is the only time it's ever resulted in someone's death. Maybe those other 200 plus people weren't hopped up on fentanyl and other pills. Uh, uh, pardon me, other drugs. But, you know, George Floyd had an enlarged heart. That's not a good thing. Uh, the prosecution tried to argue, well, George Floyd's body had made adjustments so that he could live with this uh, enlarged heart and severely narrowed arteries. And uh, his body had built up a tolerance to fentanyl and, and stuff. So it had to be the kneeling on the neck. You know, this is ridiculous, people. Um, I, I still think that Derek Chauvin will be found guilty uh, because the jury is scared. They've been deliberating uh, for four hours now at the point of this video and podcast. Uh, they have to deliberate each uh, charge, each charge separately. So we'll see what they come back with. I say not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. But... Just real, it, it's you know, we witnessed a man die on video for nine minutes. That's not good. I'm not going. Uh, 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 we it's not a good thing. But then we listen to prosecutors lie because they feel like they have to convict somebody of something. You know. I mean, they say, they make it sound like it's optional for suspects to get into a police cruiser. They make it sound like it's okay to kick a police officer while he's trying to put you into the cruiser. It's your choice to count to three before you get into a police cruiser that is bigger with more room than the vehicle the police took you out of. So that's just the facts that, and some of my opinion. Those are the things that were said today in the, by the prosecution, let's put it that way. Um, look up legalinsurrection.com. Uh, it's a pretty neutral website without an agenda. Um, Court TV is a good place. They don't seem to have an agenda either. Um, so with that, God bless you guys. Thank you for listening, watching, and uh, pray for one another. God bless you all. Have a good day.